0: I genuinely think that uh, to be as authentic as you can be as, as a leader is, is beneficial. I think that does create some vulnerability in you. And, you know, even sort of sharing some of this today, you know, it's, it's sort of probably more information than I've ever given before in a, in a work sense. Um, does that make me a little nervous? Yes, yeah, sure. But I also think that others feel the same.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Capital in Conversation, AMP Capital's internal podcast helping you get to know the people behind the job titles. My name is India Roberts Smiley, and I'm an Employee Experience Communications Consultant. For this week's episode, I sat down with Lisa Hurley, AMP Capital's Head of People and Culture. We spoke about her new role and why she loves working with people, her insights into juggling a high pressure career and being a mum and why it's more important now than ever to talk about mental health in the workplace. Here's Lisa. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to jump straight in with my first question, and that is, are you a coffee or a tea drinker, and how do you have it? Can I be both? You can. I'll allow it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm probably more of a coffee drinker than I am a tea drinker. I do love my coffee. Um, you know, I have a relative coffee snob in that I do uh, do like certain types of coffee, um, but I also do love a good tea. Uh, I must say, particularly a herbal. So, um,
1: um, I, yes,
0: but but very much a coffee drinker every day if I can.
1: Lovely. Where do you get your coffee from in Circular Quay? Or do you uh, get it? From the home side.
0: Uh, I would say for ease, typically settlement, um, but I do live on the northern beaches uh, near Manly where there is uh, a plentiful amount of cool cafes. So, um, you know, I do, um, I, I have been known to frequent a few of those down in Manly.
1: Lovely. And whereabouts did you grow up? Were you always in the northern beaches?
0: I did. I grew up on the northern beaches, um, so I went to school in Sydney, um, but have spent time living um, in Canada and in and in the UK as well for a few years, um, but have spent you know, the majority
1: of, of my time here in Sydney. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were like growing up um, as a kid, but also sort of going through high school? What was I like?
0: Um, I was the kid that was into everything. So, you know, into all different types of sports, debating, everything. I, I was the kid that had something on every afternoon. Um, I, you know... I think I would say I was relatively studious, um, although I was also quite interested in playing lots of sport and, and getting out and socialising. So just a bit of an all rounder, I would say. Um, uh, but yeah, look, I I think I always sort of enjoyed specific sort of subjects at school and, um, you know, legal studies and um, I sort of always knew I kind of wanted to go into into the law or something people related, business related.
1: Mm. And so you always kind of knew you wanted to get into exactly something sort of people and business-related and people and culture. Were you always interested in HR or did that sort of come later on when you chose different avenues?
0: I think a lot of people who work in HR will tell you that they fell into it and Mm -hmm. I think the um the same would be said for me so I um always intended to to go into law actually to go specifically into into public law into the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade so Mm -hmm. I um I had some experiences you know in year 11 and 12 where I got um Got to go overseas and spend some time in the United Nations and and in Washington, which sort of really sparked my interest in in public law and I suppose the the ecosystem of of trying to um, you know build policy and change at a, at, a, at a at a sort of significant populational level. Um, and, you know, I, I always really enjoyed sort of how the law works and and um, just, it just appealed to me. So I, I did that at uni and, and business. Um, and then sort of at age, you know, 21, 22, instead of, you know, doing further study in law, I decided to follow my friends to the UK, as, as we all do. Um, <laughs> so and ended up sort of working for a recruiter there um, just by chance. Um, and then actually found I absolutely loved working and interviewing with people, so understanding what made them tick. You know, why do they go into certain careers? What made people the way they were, and and actually helping leaders and businesses to find the right people to help them build their businesses and, and to build success. Um, and uh, and that really got me started on 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 uh, on this pathway.
1: So you're working in a recruiting agency in the UK. How did you get to People and Culture here in Sydney? Question.
0: Um, so, I, uh, at age sort of whatever I was, 26, 27, decided I'd better come home and uh, put down some roots, so to speak. Um, <laughs> and look, knew I really wanted to get into sort of working for a large corporate here in Australia, um, and ended up working at Macquarie Bank, which was great um, in in the recruitment team. Uh, loved Macquarie; it's a fantastic firm. Um, but then got an opportunity to come across to um, AMP Capital. Into the recruitment team here. Um, after a little while at Macquarie, and you know, look, jumped at the opportunity to work. You know, by side. Um, you know, to work with a with a, a good firm and some great people. Um, and you know, have have really had a lot of different opportunities in my time here since that. Since that time.
1: Wow. And you find some of the skills you learned in recruiting lends itself to people and culture and what you currently, um, your current role, like it does sort of overlap. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, you know, I've, um, look, I think sitting down in front of people and interviewing them, you know, interviewing thousands of people sort of over my time, it really does help you to hone your skills, to understand people, to, Mm -hmm. to quickly sort of get to, um, what drives folks and what they really seek and why, um, it's really helped in in terms of stakeholder management and and um, influencing skills. You know, I think when you're thrown into things at a young a young age, and you know, I've been given this advice many a time is, you know, you you just you've got to trust that you've you can do it, and you you um, you really. Um, you trust your own capability, you trust what you're what you can do, and then you just throw yourself in and see if you can. And that's really been my motto a lot of my career. Um, has been, even though, you know, you may not have all the experience required for any role you go for, you, you have to trust your own self and um and that yeah, you can you can get on and do it if you work hard enough.
1: Jump in the deep end of it. And I know you touched on it before sort of the people side understanding what makes people tick, but yeah, what is it really about people and culture for you that I guess fulfills you um, mm. and that makes it matter, really personally?
0: Well, There's a few things for me. I think um, people and culture, and I had this conversation with someone the other day who's considering HR as a career. And I said, for me, um, people and culture is, is a beautiful um, intersection point um, between sort of psychology, uh, sociology. Um, business, commerce, it's that, abil- it's that um, ability to, have, um, to be a part of a, of a, of a successful and, um, you know, fast-paced business and have a seat at the table, but also from the perspective of, of the people. So to really, um, you know, we are a people business. Uh, we don't we want not make other widgets. Our widgets are people and, you know... It, People is an incredibly important part of so many businesses across, you know, corporate Australia. And I think it is such a privilege to sit in a people and culture role where you can have an impact on, on not just the overall ecosystem and the way that businesses work. But I think for me personally, it's about the individual. You know, um, as much as, you know, I spend my time doing lots of different things, I love the opportunity to to coach the opportunity to sit in front of somebody and talk to them about their career and to actually help make a meaningful difference. And I think, particularly in this world, you know, of COVID and uncertainty and other things, you know, uh, I've said this to to my colleagues, you know, recently, it's, if you can still make a difference on a one on one level, then, you know, we're doing a good job, you know, Mm -hmm. we that we can still impact the way that people's uh, experiences are of work, um, of how they can integrate work and in their home lives, um, you know, how they can help and, and protect and grow their mental health and physical health, um, you know, and how they can sort of, you know, build their own success. Um, so for me, it's it's about, it's, I suppose, a myriad of things, but it's certainly um, very much about what I can see um, happening at the individual level too, as well as, as the broader business success and level.
1: Mm. I mean, really, especially in an organisation like MP Capital, have exposure to so many different types of individuals. It's
0: really mm-hmm. incredible,
1: and have the ability to impact um, all of those people's day to day lives. I mean, I imagine it's quite a high pressure job, and particularly um, the recent appointment. How do you de stress outside of work? What do you do to relax?
0: Um, look, I absolutely love spending time with my family. Um, I have a two and a half year old, uh, Edward, who keeps me very busy. Um, whose favorite word at the moment is no. Um, (laughs) and, and, um, and, you know, can I watch Paw Patrol? Um, and, um, and look, otherwise, you know, obviously I spend a lot of time with my friends. Um, you know, I, I absolutely love doing yoga. Um, you know, I, I do run pretty fast. Um, not literally, I mean, I, I I run a pretty fast life. So I think you do need, I do need something to de-stress. And I think for me it always has been whether it's yoga or going out for a walk. Um, but I, I really do love spending time with my family and friends, I must say. They're a, they're a huge uh, help to me and I don't think I can do this without their support.
1: Mm. So you have a two-and-a-half-year-old. How has it been the last couple of years juggling what I imagine is a very fast-paced career and... The early years of motherhood, what's that been like?
0: It's been really tough and I think any parent will tell you the same. Um, you know, I think ma- male or female, but, you know, I think particularly, um, you know, women who are, you know, re-entering the workforce after being on, out on parental leave, trying to navigate, you know, do I return full-time or part-time? I know that these are all questions that plague, you know, not just our folks here, but a- across sort of all 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 companies and businesses. Um, You know, I think for the first year, for me, it was really tough. Um, You know, my son was very unwell for a while. I mean, I think a lot of parents would say the same when their child goes back to daycare; they're just, you know, inundated with every you know daycare sickness under the sun. Um, You know, but my son ended up in ICU actually um, from all the different myriads of things happening at once, and ended up with pneumonia. So, and I I think um, you know, I also personally struggled with how to balance the the part time work and and sort of you know significant. workload pressures so I think you know I'm, I'm I don't am i have it necessarily sorted and I don't think anyone necessarily does but I think you do the best you can and you find the balance that works for you and your family and that's always my advice is you know sort of ignore what everyone else is doing what works for you what works for your family and then work that through with your manager work that through with your employer um, uh, because you know really um, helping you and your family be as as balanced and and productive as you can be is, is the best thing for our businesses.
1: Absolutely. Have you found it's gotten easier over time? Are you sort of getting better at balancing or the balancing act or is it still just as challenging as it was in the beginning?
0: No, I think I'm definitely getting better. I think I'm getting more organised with it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I also think the world of work is changing indeed. So I think, you know, what I experienced even a few years ago, um, it's quite different to now. I mean, obviously in the COVID world we live in, it's quite different and, you know, people are working from home or remotely more often. But I actually also think, you know, that um, we've smashed through um, a ceiling of sort in this view that, you know work needed to be done between you know nine to five not that that was ever necessarily the case but it's mm. it's um and that you know one needed to be sitting at a desk for eight eight and a half nine hours a day in order to be doing productive work i think um you know, we've really you know we've just accelerated a trend that was already happening which is which is really around um you know working in a way in a place in a space that works not just for you as the individual, but also for your team and business. And I think um, I would love to, to see that um, moving forward, um, not just AMP Capital, AMP, but actually all, all of corporate Australia and, and corporates around the world take these learnings and say, how do we support people from all walks of life that have different um, pressures, demands? areas of their lives that they've got to fit in with around work and 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 you know i can i can see us very much getting more productive getting far more productive businesses and outcomes from from that
1: yeah absolutely and i mean i think you as a leader lisa are really known throughout the business as someone with high integrity and always having a really balanced approach to situations in light of Mental Health Month this month, uh, have you ever suffered sort of periods of self-doubt within your career, within your life? And what's your overall relationship been like with mental health?
0: I mean, yeah, look, I think, um, you know, I, I certainly did struggle sort of after I had um, my my son. And, you know, I think that's a common, um, you know, relatively common situation for a lot of of, of parents and particularly sort of mums. I was really quite unwell physically after um after having my son um so it's it that was really tough um you know but I also think um sort of you know like like a number of, of us you know type a personalities who run fast you know it's, it's sometimes difficult for us to switch off and so that you know anxiety does plague you at times so but I've certainly learned how to manage that through my career and it's not not at all been something that you know um I've been lucky enough to, to not be plagued significantly with it but it's I know a lot of people have and it's um you know, I think it's really very important to protect uh, your mental health, to look after it, um, to recognise when you when you need help, and to. And there is no shame in that at all. In fact, it should be talked about in the exact same way that the physical health is. Um, and I'm really pleased to actually see that that Corporate Australia and and other, you know, not even just Corporate Australia, across across the globe, we are now talking in a much more free way about the importance of mental health, um, as, a, as similarly as we do physical health and actually how we, um, you know, businesses rely on on people's mental health in order to thrive.
1: It is so important, as you said, that we've got so much more of a focus on mental health and particularly corporate mental health and in the workplace. But I really do see such value in conversations like this and leaders being or not being afraid to um, be authentic and to sort of speak their truth and and be able to remove that corporate layer a little bit. So I very much appreciate your sort of candidness and um, being able to have this really just sort of natural chat with you. Lisa, I have one final question for you, and that is what does success look like to you in your life?
0: I think success for me uh, looks like having – a really happy and um, I suppose content family, family life, family and friends. I mean, work is incredibly important. Do not get me wrong, but I'm I'm very much of the view that you know your family and friends and your loved ones make your life. Um, and you know, um, if I can sort of provide for them, but also we can be happy and healthy in in whatever it we use we choose to do, and my family and friends choose to do, then then that is certainly success. Um, you know i um I am my career is important to me, and I think that if I can make a difference, um, you know I can add value, and I can see that that either my colleagues, myself, my team, my business are the better for it, then that will certainly be success for me.
1: I will wrap it up there. Lisa, thank you very, very much for sitting down and having a virtual cup of coffee with me. Um, I've so appreciated your openness and your honesty. Um, and as I said before, I think if all leaders can sort of demonstrate this authenticity and willingness to be open, um, it just, yeah, it has incredible impacts for culture and for and for making change. So thank you. Um, and I look forward to catching you around the office sometime soon. Thanks, Indy. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Capital in Conversation. As always, keep an eye out on the Capital in Conversation workplace page for new episodes. If you'd like to hear from someone in particular in the podcast, leave a comment on the page and we'll make it happen soon.